Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. Along with Jessica. Happy February, everybody. Happy February. We are going to be talking about Valentine's Day in today's podcast episode. But this is if this is the first episode you've listened to, or maybe you haven't listened in a while, we just kind of want to take the time to reintroduce ourselves. We'll talk a little bit about what Valentine's Day was like in our classrooms, and then we're going to share a really great writing assignment that we've done just year after year. I feel like it's our go-to for Valentine's Day. For sure. And my students love this activity that we're going to talk about. So I'm excited yes. to get into it. Um, so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. And if you haven't left a review yet, please feel free to leave us a review. We love to read them. It's kind of like uh, when you've been teaching and you've had a tough day and you take out those notes that your students have written to you over the years to make you feel better about what you're doing. That's how your um, feedback feels for us. You know, it makes us feel really good and keeps us going with what we do on the podcast every single week. So it really means a lot to us when you, and it helps other listeners, you know, get to know who we're about. So we appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to talk about Valentine's day in your classroom first? First, let's introduce ourselves, right? Who we are. We said we were going to give a little (laughs) heads up on that. Um, so I'm Jessica and I live in the Bay area in San Francisco and I am married with three kids. So whenever I'm not recording podcasts and working on content for our EV teachers club or our writing course. I am busy being a mom. I've been homeschooling my second grader this year and then taking care of the five-year-old and my daughter just turned two last weekend. So, well, I guess when we're recording this, it was last weekend, but I'm busy, busy. So that's who I am. And I met Caitlin teaching in LA. Yes. We taught across the hallway from each other for just one year. Yeah. That was it. And then just kind of everything transpired from there. Um, So my name is Caitlin. I'm the other half of EV Academics. And I also live in the Bay Area. Jessica and I live about 30 minutes, give or take, from each other, depending Mm -hmm. on traffic, just over the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, And I am here in Northern California with my two dogs, Charlie and Huckleberry, my golden retrievers. My little three-year-old, Will, three is a challenging age right now, for sure. (laughs) Um, And my husband, Bob, we've been married for, gosh, 10 years, which is hard to even think about that we've been married for that long. How long have you guys been married? Oh my gosh, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me this. I can't remember. (laughs) I think it's nine years. It'll be nine years this April. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious. (laughs) That's funny. So yeah, that's just a little bit about us. Uh, And we love Coca-Cola. We love sandwiches. We love pizza. We love food. I have both in the fridge right now. And that's my lunch today, right after we're done recording (laughs) and a Coke. (laughs) I love it. Um, all right. Should we dive into talking about Valentine's day now? Yes. And I loved going over our notes for this because I was like rethinking about Valentine's days in my classrooms over the years, right? I was in the classroom for 15 years. So lots of different celebrations with my kids. But the one I remember the most was this was my very first year teaching. It was fourth graders. And my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, we had just started dating. And so I was not expecting like anything for Valentine's day, but some flowers came for school. And I didn't even know this. And my student was called down for the office. I remember her name was Sabrina. And she came into the class with like roses and was like, Miss Kanata, you have a secret admirer. And I turned right red. I was like so embarrassed that my students were all like, who's it from? Oh my gosh. And they made such a big deal. And like, I just was thinking back on that and I was like, oh, it was really sweet of my husband, but I was just like, oh my goodness, all the attention. That's hilarious. I love that story. I am so not a Valentine's day person. I don't know why I've just never gotten into the holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do try to make it fun for my students. Cause I just remember when I was a kid, not really 
you know, it always made me feel like if I didn't have someone to give me something for Valentine's day and like eighth grade and high school, it made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if you had that yeah. same experience. And so I always like to think about my students, you know, if they were feeling that way that I felt when I was younger, that I still want to make it, you know, a special holiday, I guess if sure. considered a holiday. It is right. It is. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, for them. So that's something that I like to make them feel special. I always got cookies for my students totally. at the school that we taught at in LA from Becker's bakery. And oh, so good Valentine's day cookies. Um, and just made it special for them. So, yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a great, um, outlook you know, to think about with Valentine's day, what can we do to make it special for our kids? And this year it's a little different because Valentine's day is on a Sunday this year, but I have a feeling you'll still be able to celebrate it the Friday before the Monday after (laughs) whatever you do. So the activity we're going to talk about today is actually, it can be used any time of the year, but Valentine's day is perfect for it. So I always did it like the three or four days leading up to Valentine's day. Now I had younger students, fifth graders, fourth graders that I did this with, but if you have older students, you could do this in one or two class periods. Yeah. It took us about one or one. I think it took about a class period and a half with my eighth graders. Yeah. Nice. Um, so this activity is great because you know, your students are kind of hyper around Valentine's day. They've got the giggles. They're nervous. They're eating lots of candy. They're probably (laughs) a little more hyper than usual. Um, and that's if they're in the classroom, if they're remote, maybe they're just kind of wanting some excitement or something fun to do. So this activity is great because it's rigorous. It's going to be all about a Shakespeare sonnet that you're going to talk about with your kids, but it's fun. It gets into like teenage drama and that's where (laughs) it really hooks them. So we're going to walk you through how you can do this activity in your classroom. Yeah. So just so you guys know, we'll walk you through exactly how to set this up, but we also have this as a resource in our store. If it's something that you're interested in just grabbing as well, but you can totally recreate it based on what we go through with you uh, in the podcast. Perfect. Okay. So how you start out with this activity is you give your students a copy of Shakespeare's sonnet 18, right? And you annotate it with them because let's face it, it's hard. (laughs) The language is tough. So we like to read it over with them at least two or three times. And then we use specific questions to help them figure out what the sonnet is saying, who the speaker is, the, you know, the basic rhyme scheme, of course, but we really dig deeper into it. So you can be talking about you know, is this sonnet about love or who is the beloved person to whom this sonnet is written? Explain the examples of personification in the sonnet. So many different things you can do with it. So really taking the time to um, go through the sonnet itself. And with my own students, what I did is I gave, or I divided them up into groups and I gave each of them a different question, like one of the task cards from our resource actually. And then they had to present on that question to the rest of the class. So it was like a really focused discussion and they just had fun only looking for their answer for that question. I love doing that type of discussion questions, putting mm-hmm. students in group and having them present to the class. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Super easy too, right? Yes. All right. So then do you want to do the next part? Do you want me to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. So after they read the poem and we spend a lot of time, like talking about the speaker and like who the speaker is and why they're writing this poem. And then what we have students do is after they've answered these critical thinking questions, and they've done all of this great discussion with the text, we ask them, um, the question of, do you think that the speaker, uh, gosh, what was it again? I can't remember word for word. Like if, if the speaker was writing to you, Oh yes. Reciprocate the yes, speakers. Yes, that's what it was. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. Remember. We should have had it written down, but we don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So if you if you were getting this poem from the speaker written to you, would you reciprocate the love in return? Like, would you say yes, I love you, or what would your response to this person be? And so it's really taking the text 
and the students deciding, you know, is the speaker really actually being nice to me in this poem or are they kind of giving me like a backhanded compliment? Cause it can kind of be read in, in different ways on 18. And so I always like sure. to have my students, um, actually write about both sides and then pick which one they feel more strongly toward just to kind of open their minds to what is possible, um, for their responses. So we actually give them like a, a little brainstorming page that includes, you know, a, a place for them to make sure that they are looking at both sides and using textual evidence to support why they feel that way or why they would or would not reciprocate the speaker's love for them. Um, because we don't want it to just be like, yes or no, for no reason. Right. <laughs> It needs to be based on evidence from the poem itself. And I know you're going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, we actually, in the rubric that we give our students, we, it's a requirement that they have to use some evidence from the sonnet itself in their response. So they're kind of encouraged to do that. Yes. And so so it's all about love, right? Which is all about Valentine's day, which is great, but we also incorporate conversation hearts. So, you know, those little, what, who, what's the, the brand? I have no idea because I hate those. We're talking about the candy, the conversation hearts that taste like chalk. Yes. Like I can't stand them. They're terrible. Um, <laughs> so we have them take conversation hearts. We give them like ones that they can cut out, but you can absolutely use real ones and like go pick them up from the store and give each kid a box. Um, but we have students incorporate conversation hearts into their response and letter back to the speaker. So they're using evidence from the text, but we're tying in Valentine's Day and like a fun little engaging component of it by requiring students to include, I think I had my eighth graders have like five different conversation hearts in there. So it was like true. Yeah. Love is one of the conversation hearts. You're cute. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's silly. Um, no, and, but it's so much fun. And that's where the kids really get into it. So you're taking this rigorous activity, but you're tying in the engagement. And especially if you bring in real candy for them, like they're all over this. Yeah. But if you're having trouble, like picturing this in action, I was just going to read you, <clears throat> excuse me, a sample like response that a student might write back. So you can visualize this whole resource. So a student might write, dear speaker, While I appreciate the sonnet you wrote me, I feel that you are rather full of yourself and care more about your poetry than me. You write, and then here's where they include the quote from the sonnet. So you write, so long as men can breathe and eyes can see, so long lives this and this gives life to thee. So then they go on to say, this is not true. And true would be a conversation heart. If you truly love me, you may have mentioned some of the qualities that you appreciate me and not just created a self-obsessed monologue. In the future, please do not... And then another conversation heart, call me without <laughs> another conversation heart, hugs and kisses, Rebecca or whoever it is. And so oh it's God. just so much fun because teenagers you're going to find or middle schoolers, they're all about the rejection letter. Totally. Like, all of them into it. I honestly think I have just a handful of students every year who reciprocate the speaker's love, but most right. of them are like, no, you are, you know, it's a totally, totally. backhanded compliment. You say you love me, but not at all. You and know? so that's what makes it so fun. And that's why I like that you had your students like do both sides so they yes. can actually find some other evidence. <laughs> so it's just so much fun. And then of course, students read these out loud and they get all dramatic. And it's just like a really silly way to spend that Valentine's Day together in class after you've done this rigorous work. So mm-hmm. such a fun activity. Yeah. So to kind of break it down for you to walk you through it again. So you're going to read Sonnet 18 with your students. You're going to annotate it together. You know, depending on your grade level, you might want to do it a couple of times. I would, even with my eighth graders, I read it at least twice with them. Mm -hmm. Then you'll have them answer critical thinking discussion questions, and you can structure that however you'd like. I love the way that we set it up with students being in groups. Everybody gets one question and then they present their answers to the class. 
Um, and then students will brainstorm, you know, are they going to reciprocate the speaker's love or are they not going to reciprocate the speaker's love? They want to find evidence from the text. I like to have them do both arguments and then pick a side that they're going to go with. Um, and then they'll actually sit down and write their letter back to the speaker of Sonnet 18 using conversation hearts as a part of their actual letter back to the speaker. So that's it. We hope you give this activity a try. Like your kids will love it in class. This I know many of our teachers say they use this year after year. This just becomes their go-to activity in February. So it's a great yes. way to start incorporating in some poetry before poetry month. So many good things here. And if you do use it, if you'll take a picture, tag us on social media at EV Academics on Instagram. And I think at EV Academics for teachers on Facebook. I mean, I don't even know. Do people tag people on Facebook anymore? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, we'd love to see it in action. And if you're interested in just grabbing the resource that we have, we'll include the link for you in the show notes as well. So you can just head over there and download this great activity, but we're wishing you guys a very successful Valentine's day, lean into the craziness, embrace it, make it a part of your curriculum because this really is a fun, but also highly rigorous activity for our students. All right, you guys, thanks so much for joining us. And we will see you next week on the podcast. Bye everybody.